I've been reaching out to some of these uh, area mayors that may not have uh, heard WMAY before. Um, we hope to connect with more of them, including from Decatur and Litchfield and so on. But uh, the first one to, to uh, uh, bite on my hook was uh, Jacksonville's mayor. Uh, so we are joined now by Andy Ezard, the mayor of Jacksonville. Uh, Andy, thank you for taking time with us this morning. How are you? Oh, it's my pleasure, Greg and Chris. Uh, glad to be on. And I remember the days when I worked in Springfield for years, listening to 92.7 on the way over to work. So I, I'm glad that you got that opportunity to grab that and, and be a, a little bit more over the state of Illinois. Absolutely. And uh, it's important because, you know, news talk, it gets an old stodgy type of you know quality to it or people think of it. But I'm telling you, I think more young people are realizing the power of live and local radio to connect them to the, the policymakers. I agree with you. This, I mean, I grew up in a household where my parents, the radio was on 24-7. And, and I've kind of continued that trend. And my kids have... <laughs> Sometimes they kind of look at me, but it's just important. I, I like listening to all kinds of different radio stations and things. But, um, you know, being a Cardinal fan, Camel X was always on. But, um, <laughs> you know, I I think it's awesome that uh, you guys are doing this, and I appreciate being on with you this morning. Jacksonville Mayor Andy Ezzard joins us. So let's get right into it. Um, yeah. You know, it's been a lot of uh, uh, just trying times for governments in the era of COVID-19. How has Jacksonville... Uh, I guess, in a way, weathered this storm? Well, I mean, you know, we're like everybody else. It's been pretty challenging. Uh, we've got a strong community, and, and I think for the most part, people uh, are conditioning themselves of the changes, and, and we've we've been pretty positive over here as far as, um, you know, work. Uh, you know, of course, the folks that, had to shut down for a while uh they're they're rebounding now but uh overall i think jacksonville is somewhat unique uh, we have a lot of rural communities that come into jacksonville to shop and and they have kept a lot of the uh the uh the stores open as far as uh, sales tax revenue generated and looking at some numbers guys um we're on about the same schedule as we were last year wow. at this time as far wow. as sales tax and Home rule tax, and uh, you know, I think there's going to be more to come. I mean, of course, gaming revenues are down. We rely on about uh, three hundred thousand dollars a year of receipts from gaming. Uh, that that'll take a hit. Plus, next year, we won't we won't know till next year as far as uh, the hit we'll take on the income tax. But um, overall, we've somewhat weathered the storm. We've the city council has been very good about uh, reserving some projects till next year till we kind of get a better idea on. Uh, where we are, but we we went ahead and pushed through some some of the projects that we just felt that needed to be pushed through, and and we've all, uh, you know, my department heads and city staff and the aldermen have all worked together, and we've uh, we've, we've been doing a pretty good job. Andy, what's your rainy day fund look like? Uh, actually, the rainy day fund was pretty good till we took a little hit as far as a good hit, um, and went ahead and tied up the community-wide broadband uh, recently in a vote. Um, but our rainy day fund is, is doing just fine. I mean, it's historically the city, because uh, we're pretty conservative over here, have been uh, a lot of eyes are on the budget helping me. And uh, we're usually about six to eight months reserve, um, which is 
pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, you know, you've got like a full year's worth of budget yeah, reserves. There you go. Yeah. What 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 can you tell those at the state house? <laughs> well. <laughs> There's a reason I left Springfield. <laughs> we were just, Chris and I were just joking how, and it's not really a joke, it's a sad reality. There's like only 20 minutes worth, not even that, I don't think, of uh, a rainy day fund over at the state yeah. house. Yeah. I, I, we, yeah. You know, it, it's not just, I mean, you know, it's a, a bunch of us, you know, I, I go to a lot of conferences and talk to other mayors, and, and, and it's a community wide effort over here. It's, I mean, we all get along uh, for the most part. I mean, our aldermen, um, myself, our treasurer, our clerk, you know, our chamber of commerce, our economic development corporation, we're in meetings together and we're constantly uh, trying new things. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, it's the former mayor, Ron Tendick, who was a mayor before me for 20 years. He was very conservative, conservative and got us in that position. And we I've kind of carried it on. Uh, I was clerk for four years before I've been mayor, and I've been mayor for 12 years now. So it's been a really a group effort. My department heads are really picking apart their line items and, and staying under budget. And uh, we're just doing, I think, as much as we can with what we've got. And, and that's just my mindset. And I think that's the community's mindset. But we still want to move forward as well. Jacksonville Mayor Andy Ezard joining us with WMAY this morning. And uh, you talked about the community-wide broadband. That's moving forward. That's exciting. Uh, you also got a, a, you know, we talk about phase four when it comes to COVID, but you guys have a different type of yeah. phase four. Yeah, we were, uh, you know, tickled to death to go to uh, our phase four of our downtown renovation. And, and if folks haven't been to downtown Jacksonville, Lately, I think they would would be uh, wow. They're doing something over there. I mean, we've renovated the square. We've had the had the first three phases of North and South Main in the middle of the square, and now we're heading on East State Street, which is um, you know very important to us. A lot of good businesses down that corridor. And then, if when we get this accomplished, probably in early spring, um, we will try to reach out and get some ITEP funding for phase five which is the west state corridor so and that'll tie that area up and then we will kind of push an initiative we have from our main drag morton avenue uh down south main towards the downtown to renovate some of that um, area a little bit further to the south so we have some plans in place it's just uh seeing where we are money wise and and trying to do the best we can as far as getting some potential grants and working well with the state and the federal government. Mayor Andy, I wanted to talk about the impact of McMurray College closing in town. Yeah. You know, that 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 obviously a big blow yeah. to the campus there. You know, what what has been the negotiation as far as the campus? Is there any kind of redevelopment coming for that? Or, you know, I realize you got a lot of historic buildings, too. That makes it a little tough. But uh, what's the it, plan for that? Yeah, Chris, it, it, it's devastating uh, that Mac closed the doors, um, you know not you know in regards to the students and the faculty and the jobs but um leaving a 54 acre campus uh you know somewhat in the middle of the town a little more towards the east side but the, there's been a lot of fluidity a lot of movement and and a lot of ideas um i know there's a local group of players that are interested in in maybe obtaining some of those buildings and with good good ideas and good things to come there's also a federal uh, or, or a national group that has reached out to McMurray College um, that is interested. And, um, you know, the trustees at McMurray decided to go to take it to auction, which I wish they wouldn't. 
but I, I think we could have gotten some things done um, locally, but we'll just have to kind of play and see how, uh, how things, things go. But it, 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 that was a devastating hit. Uh, during, especially during the, the the beginning of the, the pandemic, and we had to tackle that one. And um, you know, it's it, we're gonna it's 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 missed already, and then it's gonna be missed. But they, there's a lot of great alumni of McMurray College. It's been an institution in Jacksonville for many many years, and. Uh, hopefully something will get done there. Oh, yeah, and the bu- buildings are so beautiful, too. I've had the pleasure of playing. It's a great playing, campus. Yeah, really. I've had the pleasure of playing the the, 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 the commissary, you know, the, the, the art sure. building, and that thing is just beautiful. What was the uh, the impact, though? I mean, other than McMurray, uh, did that lead to any other businesses losing business and, and closing up in Jacksonville? No, I mean, we haven't really identified many businesses through the pandemic that have closed because of the pandemic. I mean, I think a few of them that have chosen to close, they were already in, in that, uh, arena, so to speak. Um, you know, one in, on Morton Avenue, a big place is, uh, you know, the Ponderosa closed and it, they were already on track to close and pizza hut closed. That's a kind of a national a chain that, that is closing its doors in many communities. But, um, you know, the impact of McMurray, it's definitely, a lot of the businesses that uh, do the supplies and the maintenance and things that will be affected. But, um, you know, the, they had a good plan. At least they got a lot of the students uh, enrolled into our other institution, Illinois College, uh, which is very important to Jacksonville. And I think a, few, a handful or more went to our local uh, community college, Lincoln Land, sure. which has a downtown branch. So, I always like to brag that we had uh, three colleges in town. Now I can only say we have two, but, uh, you know, I, hopefully something positive will come out of a negative. Jacksonville Mayor Andy Ezzard joins us. Uh, and finally here, when do you guys meet? When's the council meetings so I can tune in and uh, hopefully chop it up for a Jacksonville Council Roundup? No, I don't know if I will or not. I got to see if you guys are characters enough. Uh, well, to... <laughs> it's getting to be. It's uh <laughs> No, we meet the second and fourth Mondays of each month. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah. So Monday. Yeah. So, hey, Chris, it could be possible. Monday. Sure. Just throwing it out there. It's a possibility. And just, you're, you, you're more than welcome to come over anytime. We'll <laughs> throw right. the red carpet. Appreciate that. And finally, Mary Andy, my last question for you is, what do you plan to do yeah. with the $1.4 million estimated in general sales tax that will be generated when Twyford's parks their vehicle uh, <laughs> in front of Circle <laughs> yeah. K today, being a lame well, duck barbecue place? Yeah. Isn't that the truth? I mean, I'm I'm very happy for Randy and Marla, but boy, were we going to miss them. Yeah. The the only positive thing with Twyford's closing is that I my diet will begin. And, <laughs> yeah. But it's certainly not going to begin till they leave town because I plan on eating Twyford's today and many times before they uh, go to Puerto Rico. But what a good what a good group. What a good family and great employees. What a great run they had, too. Jacksonville Mayor Andy Ezzard, thank you so much for taking time with us this morning. We will have you back, sir. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. Anytime. I enjoyed it, guys. Take care. Thank you.